Hey y'all, this is your CP Podcast host, Julia G, calling in from the deep south, our beautiful state of Alabama. Um, it is March 4th, 9.26 a.m. Um, hopefully you're able to hear me really clearly because I'm on a very loud bus with some very loud people. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm here today um, on the bus with my wonderful co-worker and roommate for this trip, Kylie Knowles. Kylie? Hi, Julia and CP. Hello. So I'm really excited to have this opportunity to like speak with Kylie today. Um, in my time as like a podcast host, I haven't had the opportunity to get Kylie on here yet. So Kylie, for like, as a refresher, could you like let our podcasters know, like kind of introduce yourself a little bit. What's your role at CP? And then um, let's see, what, what horoscope sign are you? sign. Okay, yes. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Kylie. I'm the partnerships coordinator at CP. Uh, so I work on the field team with my wonderful colleagues, uh, Hippa, Maria, and Maggie, um, focusing on our partnerships in our seven states. Uh, so I get to talk with our partners, hear about the incredible work they're doing, and see how we can support them. And so I really love that part of my job. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great team, and um, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And what's your horoscope? Oh, my horoscope sign? sign. Oh my god, I was like trying to think of what the second question was. I was like saying it was great. I'm an Aquarius, so yeah, just just turned 22 last month. Oh my god, yes. So awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for like coming on here. Um, so what are we doing in Alabama? Why are we here? Yeah, we're here for a CP staff foundations trip. Um, this is the first staff trip that we've taken. Um, and we're here to learn and really be in the spaces and hear from the people who came before us in this fight for voting justice. Uh, and then, I guess, get inspiration as to where we need to go next. So been really incredible and I feel so thankful not only for the time with our staff to be in person because as y'all know we're a hybrid situation with work um, so you know Maggie's here and Hibba's here um, and so that's really special but also to have the opportunity to be here this is the farthest south I've ever been um, I've never been to Alabama and so uh, it's been a really great like bonding and learning experience yeah it's same for me too like oh this is julia um i have never been to alabama never been to like the deep south well i've been to like texas and virginia but it's like those two states are like while they're in the south they're like a different kind of south but like being here in alabama is like so different um and i yeah so i'm like really grateful for this trip to like kind of serve as like a point of inspiration for all the staff to draw upon while we're doing our work and then also for us to like meet the communities that like our voting work is affecting and like build relationships with them and like kind of develop like um, a mutual relationship of like how can we help each other out and progress in this like fight for civil rights and voting justice. So yeah, um, let's see. So what have we like, so this trip is like one week. Um, it is like Monday to Sunday and today's Friday, so we're like on the last leg of the trip. Um, what are some of the things like we've done on the trip, Kylie, that have like stood out to you? Yeah, um, well, first and foremost, the first evening that we got here, we got to have dinner with Essence Johnson, um, who is uh, the VP of the Cobb County Dems uh, in Georgia. Uh, so it was so exciting to finally like get to meet a partner in person that I had like seen on Zoom. 
Um, it was really incredible. She took us to a great restaurant, um, had shrimp and grits. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was great. And then we've mostly been, you know, in Alabama since. Uh, we went to the Rosa Parks Museum, um, which not only focuses on Rosa Parks, but also the other women part of the movement and the Montgomery bus boycotts. Um, we also visited the Freedom Riders Museum and got to hear from Dr. Bernard Lafayette um, about his experience um, leaving those. Uh, and we went to the Equal Justice Initiative Run Museum um, that is yeah, the Legacy Museum, um, and that was really, real, that one really stuck out to me, not only how well the museum was done, the information that I learned, um, but having read Attorney Brian Stevenson's book, Just Mercy, um, in university, where I go to school currently, uh, and seeing the way that, like, his journey and the, the thing that he's created in Montgomery, or the things really, um, that was really, really incredible. Like, so, like, it's like you see, like, your books and your, like, course material coming to life in like a very real way that's like supporting the community there and teaching everyone. Um, so yeah, I think that, that that museum, I'm never gonna forget that. I feel like we spent three hours there and I need to go back, like already. <laughs> yeah, the, the definitely like the Legacy Museum was probably one of the highlights for me. I think it was like one of the most like educational experiences, but also like one of the most painful experiences. Yeah. Like, um, so the Legacy Museum, just to provide a little contact, uh, context, is um, covering kind of like the history of like the black community in America, or not America, the history of the black community in the United States. Um, I want to clarify that. Um, kind of like following that like history from slavery all the way to like modern day of like mass incarceration, like the disproportionate mass incarceration of like black individuals in the U.S. Um, and it walks you through like enslavement, um, reconstruction, and then like segregation, and then like just, and then to like modern day, like mass incarceration. I probably missed a few in there, but it's, it's a very like beautiful, like cutting edge museum. Um, it's just beautifully done. Um, but yeah, definitely like when I was in like, um, I think I was in like, there's like a section of the museum that covers like lynching and like um, slave holding pens. And then like AJ walked over to me and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And then I started crying. Like a lot of the CP staff had like tears in their eyes. Like everybody had watery eyes. Um, and I just like started crying and then like, I had to get like walked out of the museum and AJ and I like sat down and talked about like what, what I saw and just like, like emotionally processing all of that. Like that was really hard for me. Like, like even, I don't know, it was hard for me too because it was interesting, like inside the museum, there was like so many like black community members and like none of them were like crying. And so like part of me felt like, you know, I didn't have the right to cry because like this is, this is like, it's not really my history, but like I felt empathy for like these human beings, right? And their experiences. And then like later on, like I was talking with like another one of my colleagues um, who's like a black queer woman and then she was saying like the reason why like maybe it hits like people like me harder is because like like this is not like directly my history like I don't have that trauma in my genes and like like black people like grow up seeing these things like yeah. these like awful things are like actively part of their like everyday life so in a way they kind of like this is their normal right 
And I remember like when I was crying, I, like I, I asked AJ, I was like, how are you able to like live through this every day? And she was like, well, this is my every day. Like I live it. And I, like, it's just- Like you don't have a choice. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I just think like this, this trip, like I've really like learned so much about like, just like US history. And I don't know. Yeah. The history of us, I guess, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that it's good to acknowledge that, like, this learning is painful and, like, yeah. it, you know, learning history that is painful is going to be uncomfortable at times. But, Julia, I've been, like, really impressed, like, you going through it and, like, being vulnerable and, like, having those experiences because I think that that's, like, the first step. Like, we have to get exposed so we, like, you know better, you do better kind of thing. Um, wait, I wanted to go back because... I, th- I thought it was important your distinction like America versus oh, yeah. like the United States because I'm I'm in a human rights in Latin America course right now and we are learning about how like yeah when you say America like you're ta- you're like there's more America than just like the U.S. but like a lot of us say like we're Americans we're American citizens but it really is like very like U.S. central and like yeah. kind of like so I'm just curious like where that like that language distinction from you came from because that's where I kind of learned that oh my gosh I don't know I I. I think AJ was talking about it the other day, like, don't call America America, because then there's, like, Latin America, there's, like, Central America, like, no, like, all of the, like, this, like, dark history, it's the United States, right? Like, yeah, definitely. Um, So that's why I wanted to make that distinction, because I just think America is, like, too broad of a turn. Yeah. Um, Anyways, let's see. Yeah, I think I think like just being in Alabama is so interesting because then um, we also went to like the Alabama State Capitol. Right. Yeah, we did the tour of the Capitol yesterday yes. morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like there's like really progressive like movements to like acknowledge the history of like slavery and like kind of like the disenfranchisement and like the violence that has been enacted upon the black community in the U.S. And then also at the same time in Alabama there's also been like attempts to very much like erase that history to cover it up to deny that history and Kylie I'm gonna let you talk about like the state capitol and like how we witnessed that play out yeah I mean even like going before them walking around the the capitol just like on our own like reading the placards um David pointed out to us that like a lot of the language is passive it's like oh slaves were brought here it's not like no they were kidnapped by people they were human trafficked here so like there's like those language distinctions but also yes the capital was like a very like ooh pinpoint way of like seeing like you know the way that like the history is taught um Dr. Scott was telling us that like third and fourth graders are like required to do that tour of the capital so like this is the history that they get um and like it was weird like so much of the tour first of all was like focus on the architecture of like yeah. the building and like I thought we were gonna get some like Alabama like state history um but yeah even like I think the first it was kind of rocky from the beginning but the moment like really we are standing in this like rotundra um and there were these paintings like up on the wall that were painted in the light late 1920s um and the little placards had these like the narrative that they were portraying it was like for example like they use like the word like hostile Indian chief to like describe like the Spanish and, like French settlers like come and like they had like a hostile meeting and like then like that happened like no like this people like came and took their land and like or even seeing like there's like a image of like about the economy and it's like literally like black people and like them doing work and like 
our tour guide. It was comic pleasing. Like, like that's what Doctor Scott said. Like, because you're looking at the time period, but like you know, the tour guides were like, oh, it appears that they're slaves, but they're not. They're they're not slaves. And like, even like asking you know questions like. It just, you could tell, having gone to the Legacy Museum and then doing that, like, the gaps in, like, knowledge. Or not even, maybe knowledge or, like, what they're willing to share. Yeah, yeah, so being there and then even hearing the tour guide talk about, like, oh, you know, like, plantations are really, like, what had, like, slaves. Like, you know, like, oh, like, well, my family came from, like, a small, you know, small farm and, like, as if, like, you know, like, renting slaves was not a thing or, like, that many, like, people had slaves in their homes like it's not like you had to like have like a plantation um like even one of the striking things i saw was in the eji like the legacy museum was like 70 percent of like new york citizens at one point like had slaves yeah. in their home and like i don't yeah. think people even think about like the fact that like that was happening like yeah. in new york you know and like and so yeah it was really like i don't know like basically we were prepped to be like you're gonna be angry like during this tour like what you're hearing is just like not you know, it's gonna be different than what what we've been learning and like what we see as like you know it's the truth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was it was a very strange experience, and honestly, just being in the building, like like hearing like this tour guide talk about like, well, this is where the Confederacy was founded, and whether you agree with it or not, and it's like whoa, 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 are we really debating about this right now? And like, there's a huge monument for to the Confederate soldiers like outside, and like one of the things that like stuck out to me is just like like the word patriot on there and like like is this is like and like this really feels like the only country like where we're like rewarding like we're like betrayed the state like this like and that that's patriotism and so like even these like ties to like the history like oh it's it's so it's so strange i don't know yeah yeah i want to i want to go back to that point about the murals like there was one mural in particular that really bothered me um so like um, I just want to add additional context, but these murals were like describing Alabama's state history. Yeah. Um, so like, it like took you through the decades, and I remember like very distinctly, like one of the murals was like of the antebellum period. Um, for those who don't know what the antebellum period was, it was like just like when plantations were basically at their height, when plantations and slavery were like at their height. Um, the South experienced a lot of prosperity off the backs of slaves. Um, so they had a mural that was like, oh, the antebellum period, a period of prosperity and pleasure for the South, often considered the golden age of Alabama. Um, and then there's like a portrait of like this white woman and this white man, they're wearing beautiful fancy clothes, they're like riding on horses. There's like trees and like this like, like muddy path and like it looks like a beautiful scene un until like you know the history like oh my god like this period of prosperity and pleasure was literally built off the backs of slaves right like it was an immense period of like violence and pain and family separation for like um enslaved people and then for for this like beautiful like delicate painting to be in the state capitol like not even acknowledging that history of slavery i think was really just like off-putting and then there was another like uh they kind of had like this little placard for um a black like civil engineer he, he like built bridges uh, what was his name oh my gosh i wrote it down somewhere okay we're gonna find his name real quick but anyways um they had like this poster describing like this formerly like enslaved person and he was like basically like a civil engineer like he built amazing bridges for alabama um and like 
they had like a black and white photo of him and then like Horace King oh Horace Sorry. King yeah Mr. Horace King um they call him an architect but like yeah. literally he's a simple engineer okay anyways um so like right next to this like black and white like real photo of Horace King it's like a portrait that was yeah. done by an artist and they literally like whitewashed yeah. his skin he was literally white I was like that's not the same person yeah I wish I could like show you guys but like yeah. literally they had like painted his skin like several shades lighter like he was he was definitely like a darker person but they whitewashed him yeah. and I think that just speaks to like the colorism that's present like in the US like like black people who are of a lighter skin tone are more palpable or quote unquote like closer to white yeah which makes it more digestible for like white people oh oh my god rather than like a dark-skinned like civil engineer I guess is harder for people to like accept or be okay with right? yeah no that was like a really striking example of colorism like I feel like I hadn't seen it in that way before that like people like literally were like like say we didn't have photos then like if you saw that painting like that's who you would think that is like that's like the history that they wanted to capture you would think he's a white man yeah right? literally yeah so yeah that was really really striking yeah yeah so yeah i definitely like alabama it's like a very weird place i feel like it's a state that's like trying to move on like half of the state may, or maybe even more like i feel like half the state's ready to move on and the other half is still like stuck in this period of like confederate greatness Oh my gosh, should we talk about like the graveyard we went to? Yes, yeah. So in the in my description of our trip so far, I basically left out yesterday. <laughs> um, so yesterday we traveled to Selma um, for the first time on our trip. First time I had been to Selma. Um, people, there's some people on our trip obviously had been there before um, and had the amazing opportunity to spend time with uh, Miss Joanne Bland, who's a current leader um, in the movement in Selma. Um, so we went around Selma uh, with her as our tour guide, um, and then we visit one of the places that we stopped right before we crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge was a Confederate cemetery, um, and it was really, it, I mean, the, I didn't even know something like that existed. Frankly, like this has like been eye-opening for me in that sense that like something like that could be so large and like in this city and like um organized by like this this is it the sisters or the daughters of the confederacy yeah, ladies something like that yeah so basically it's like a general cemetery but um part of the cemetery is called what miss joanne bland said is like the confederate, confederate circle. circle yeah yeah the confederate circle um basically it's like private property um that like is owned by the daughters of the confederacy and basically like miss joanne bland was telling us like when they elected like the first black mayor of selma um and then like people started wanting to like take away take down these confederate like monuments away from like sites and stuff um basically the confederate daughters were like oh well if you're gonna get rid of this statue like we'll take, take it, it. Yeah. we'll take it and we'll put it on this like private patch of land that's ours the confederate circle and it's it's super weird because it's literally like this circle of like grass and then there's just like scattered like confederate monuments yeah and like little flags yeah. and stuff like that and i mean it's a it was a beautiful place you're under magnolia trees and the moss and like but it, it just it's it's a weird ground to stand on like even just like standing there i could kind of i felt like a little uneasy um but yeah we got the opportunity to kind of like walk around and read the placards and just like oh hearing like the way that it's described like um 
like one of the placards I wrote for someone was like defender of Selma, like something about like being a wizard, which like oh, yeah. is re- in reference to like being part of the clan and like the fact that this is like memorialized here and like people live in this city that I like, have to walk by that yeah. and like be near that yeah. um, and this painful past that's like it's celebrated like yeah. it really is like a celebratory place for like that oh yeah and it's actively being celebrated like we went there there's like fresh flowers on the grave there's like very clean like recently placed like confederate flags like i don't know this it's like a reminder that this is it is going on now like this is not a thing of the past like this is an active like um culture yeah and part of history like that you know and and when we were there miss joanne bland said You know, you can take down Saturdays is like something I've been thinking about ever since we were there. Well, it's it's what they were told growing up too, you know, and like just like the ignorance there, or like the denial even, like maybe it's not, you know, ignorance. There are people who are fully like, yeah, denying the painful history and so. I think um, the word history has this like old connotation to it, but honestly, like history is living, history is active. like. People's grandparents were part of like Jim Crow, like mm-hmm. or like colored luck. Honestly, not yeah. even grandparents, parents. Yeah, like yeah, straight up parents. Yeah, I mean, last night we were at the mass meeting that yeah. kicked off um, Jubilee. Um, what's in, Jubilee? For oh, context. yes, sorry. Oh, you're so good about going back and being like, this is actually what's happening. I'm just like, here we go. No, 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 you're fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jubilee is the celebration um, in memory of the a Bloody Sunday. Uh, so we're here for the 57th anniversary, um, and it covers, you know, Thursday it launches and it's today, Friday, until Sunday. And um, Sunday is when the bridge crossing happens. Um, and we were in, um, I'm going to mispronounce it, like, but Tabernacle, it's the historical oh, the tabernacle. tabernacle Church. Um, church, yes. Yeah, it's a Baptist church. Um, and at the beginning, um, or maybe not the right beginning, but during the, the service, they asked foot soldiers to stand up. And, you know, seeing those people, obviously, Miss Joanne Bland, um, Bob Zellner, being with our trip, um, and other people, you know, people who, like, their names are not known or, like, recognized as much, but, like, they were there. And, like, seeing that visual, like, these people are alive. Like, they remember that. This history is not that... And they're young. Yeah, they're, they're young. not. Yeah, they're not like yeah. you know, old, old, old yeah, people old, like or pass away. Or they're, pass away yeah. they're living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was also like I don't know. You feel so separate. I feel like learning like about these things in like a school in Seattle, like sitting in your classroom, like like not gonna lie, like predominantly like white students, <laughs> like and like it just feels like this like oh this like little thing like these things happen down there and like but it's like. No, like these things happen like literally they're happening now. Like we're like so yeah, that was also like another visually like striking thing for me to see, like all those foot soldiers and like being in their presence and like feeling that like wow, like these are the people we need to follow, you know? Yeah. Like they started this movement and like they did this like you know another thing that Miss Joanne Bland said when we were at a different not at this service, um, but earlier in that day was like often it's like, Oh, they they're referred to as like 
that they gave their lives oh, you know yes. but no like these people were murdered yeah their lives were taken from them um and so like you know being in the presence of people with such bravery it's like how can we not you know do what we can now to continue their fight you know it's like an obligation i feel like yeah. like in my bones i'm like i i have because we can walk you know down commerce street as a multi-generational multi-racial group like that wasn't always possible yeah it's like the fact that we can do that we have we have to make sure like we keep moving forward you know yeah like i think like talking to like speaking to me and kylie's like young people it's like coming here has really just like made me remember and realize that like we need to like pick up this fight as young yeah. people right like bob yeah. was telling the other day like he's talking about a story of how he like met rosa parks and how he was talking with dr king and then he was like he like stopped like midway through story like towards the end he stopped on a very big cliffhanger and he was like you know guys like i got another 20 years in me like i want to retire yeah he <laughs> wants like, to go fishing yeah <laughs> bob was like i need to go fishing and he's like Oh, you know when people go fishing, they like play play with their fish nowadays. But like, I don't know. I was like, oh my gosh! Like, we need to let these civil rights leaders and activists retire. They need to rest, knowing that we're gonna continue this for them. Yeah. Like, there is a generation coming that's oh, September. Um, that's going to to continue. The, they they talked about passing the baton a lot yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's we have to take that yeah. knowing like and that's why like I feel like it's so important for us to come here learn their history learn where they've been hear from them so we know like where to go because yeah. you know the movement is different now the world is different now um, but it you know we're still kind of fighting for the same things yeah I, I want to like I want to like bring up this point of like I just want to like humanize these people like um, we met a gentleman who was like who like basically was in the same church that the Freedom Riders kind of like sheltered in when they're like hiding from the police. Um, I like shook his hand and his hand was like, okay, it sounds weird, but his hand was like very like worn, leathery, mm -hmm. like almost like a wonderful baseball glove, like a very loved baseball glove. Yeah. And like that feeling is just like, oh my gosh, like how, how much work, how, what horrible things have these like hands like witness like mm. like let's let these hands rest yeah. i don't know like yeah no that like very real human physical contact of like a handshake mm -hmm. i'm like oh my gosh like i don't know this is our movement to take into our hands and carry forward see what i did there <laughs> yeah, i didn't see that that was good no and i'm glad you're taking that point to be like yeah like these are these are real people these like real people. it's you know i feel like especially like my education was like okay like there was Rosa Parks like that was like this person who like on one day just decided like not to get up and then like but like there's so much more to like her story and like who she is and like kind of like humanizing our heroes yeah. and like bringing it back down to like like really yeah like one person can make that big of a difference yeah but also like that the movement takes so many more it's not just one person so yeah that was also like a really interesting experience like yeah, the humanization of like these figures that you just kind of like read in textbooks or like think about, you know, far away, but really seeing them and like hearing from them is, is so different. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel like we have brain dumped for good, <laughs> yeah. good half hour.
Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here. What do you think, guys? Yeah, no, that sounds good. Okay. Thanks for having me, Julia. Yeah, thanks for listening. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, this is Charles. <laughs> In September. In September. Uh, I've been listening <laughs> to this live. I have my earbuds in. Oh, thank you. And uh, you all are pretty good at this. Oh. <laughs> okay, thank you. For real, actually. I've been seeing you chime in and stuff oh on the things God. she's saying. Thank you. This is a pretty oh good gosh. podcast. Well yeah. done. Thank you. And wow. no, on a serious note, thank you for seriously for sharing how you felt and processing with the community. It's a real gift to everybody. Glad we got to bring a live audience yeah, member along. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna call him from my phone in the back, but I was like, ah, let me just walk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, right. thanks, Charles. Thanks, Charles. All right, bye, y'all. Bye, CP. Bye.